Welcome back, Warriors, to another episode of Never Settle, the podcast designed to move your mind while you move your body, interviewing entrepreneurs in the well-being and travel space. Today, I have Michael Bumgarner, the founder of Kanuka. Michael, thank you for making the time to join us, share your journey. Oh, I am. I am beyond excited about it. Thanks for the opportunity, Sarah. So I personally, I've used your product and I was blown away initially. One, you're pa- coming from a package design background as a, a art director and graphic designer, I drooled over your packaging. Then you open it up and the product lives up to all the hype. I started using your cleanser first, um, but you have a full product line. Please let's first back it up a step. Yeah. Kanuka, where did you come up with the name and what are the two main ingredients? That's a spoiler alert for anyone listening. All right. Yeah, perfect. Now I get long-winded, so please cut me off at any at any moment, but uh, I know you're a pro. <laughs> always doing these interviews with entrepreneurship, you're used to it. Um, but to back it up real far, my, my background's actually in farming. So uh, to think I would be on podcasts talking about skincare and beauty products, you know, if I would have thought about that 10 years ago, I would have laughed because it would have never, never been a thought in my mind. But um, I looked at the hemp industry, the cannabis space as a huge opportunity for these small uh, and medium-sized farmers, which is the community that I'm, I'm from. Uh, they're all struggling putting their land to work for them. And I actually saw industrial hemp as a huge opportunity for them not only to put money in their pocket, food on their tables, but to actually help clean up the environment at the same time. Um, five, six years ago, it was illegal, still is in most states. So I thought, okay, coming from the private sector side, I've always been an entrepreneur. How can I change that stigma of what cannabis is and what it's not? Uh, it's very fortunate. My wife was in dermatology, still is to this day. I was able to learn from her 99 percent of skin issues are caused by a form of inflammation. And a lot of the uh, qualities of the cannabis plant help decrease and and decrease that inflammation a number of ways. So I thought, hey, if, you know, light bulb number one, let's create a skincare brand, get this ingredient on people's skin so they can visually see a difference and then get them excited and want to learn more about, you know, why this works and why it's not and what it doesn't do. Um, It was still very kind of taboo at the time when I really was getting into the cannabis industry. Uh, even in skincare, I'm from the very rural, very conservative uh, part of the part of the world. So I wanted to create a more um, appealing and approachable brand, and I wanted to find that secondary ingredient to help complement the, the cannabis we use, the CBD, the hemp seed oil. And uh, we found Manuka honey because my cousin uh, was a in the burn unit in Nashville, Tennessee. Long story short, they started to use the Manuka honey to naturally heal these burn wounds, and that's when that light bulb number two came up and said. Hey, let's put cannabis and Manuka honey together. Let's create a brand called Kanuka, which is where the brand came from. Let's really uh, create a very innovative, clean skincare product to where we can change the conversation of what not only cannabis is, but what all these great natural ingredients can be. So I'm kind of rambling now, but that's kind of where it started, uh, where we came up with the name and really focused on those two primary ingredients. But it ties everything in together. And if we can throw some dates in there, how long has this process been for you? Because it's not an overnight oh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish it was an overnight thing. Um, so I got married in 2012. And it was shortly after I got married that I was approached about getting in the cannabis industry. And I just remember my wife looking at me and she's like, we just got married and you want me to go to my family and say, you're going to start selling drugs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so that's how 2012, that's how I know the date so well, because I just got married. But it was about 2012, 13, where I just started studying about industrial hemp and really learning about all the opportunities that it could provide our local farmers and small and medium-sized farmers. Um, 
you can do thousands of different things. You know, a lot of people don't know pre-prohibition uh, cannabis and, and hemp specifically was the first billion dollar crop in America. And then prohibition came in the 20s and 30s. And I could go on a rant about why, you know, why that happened. Um, so then 2013, 14, you know, I was focused on, all right, what category, you know, I can use, I can use hemp for so many things. Where do we want to really dive into and create a brand? Took a couple of years because it was all a side hustle at the same time. Took a couple of years to really identify that clean beauty space uh, and learn from Kelly, my wife, on really how we could use this and how we could create skincare products. So then 2015, 2016, it was really about destroying our kitchen and making these, you know, skincare products on, on our stove and just learning about it and getting it into our friends and family's uh, hands to see if, you know, to see if it actually did what we, we hypothesized it, it could do. And it did, uh, raised a small round you know, late 2016, early 2017 for a soft launch, you know, early 2018. So it was a six, six year, you know, path always doing it as a side hustle until I was really able to, uh, to raise some capital and, and go all in and, you know, very knock on wood, I would knock on wood every day, but because we were able to focus on it and, and have some capital behind us, we were able to scale very quickly, went from zero to 2,500 doors within 16 months. Still to this day, I think we're the only CBD or cannabis brand to launch nationally with Ulta Beauty. You know, you can find us in Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, all the urban brands. You name it, we're there. But uh, but it definitely did not happen overnight. I'll re reiterate that. <laughs> you know, and congratulations on that too, because that's quite remarkable. What and there's a lot of pieces that you just shared that I want to break down. So it, it, the important part too, you started this in your kitchen, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's in the market research of friends and family. You know, uh, you're the second person that I'm having this conversation with today who said the same thing. It's like you look to your friends, you look to your family, you start doing your market research. What made you decide on skincare itself? Well, skincare came because it was like, you know, the whole idea for me, it's like, how do I destigmatize cannabis, but also increase demand at such a rate where we're going to need more farmers to cultivate this to keep up with demand, supply and demand, right? Um, and skincare came to me really because category fit in 2015, no one was, no one was doing it. Skincare, you don't have to explain what skincare is. You know, when you're creating a brand and products, it's, you're, you're going to have to educate people what it is, right? If it's a new ingredient, if it's whatever. And my mind is like, I don't want to have to educate someone like what a new category is. I want them to know what the category is because I'm going to put a lot of education into what this ingredient is and why it's not scary. Um, and it was a very, you know, I had it in our wheelhouse too. I'm all about developing good teams because no one person can do everything. And I happen to have a, you know, a genius for a wife who was able to educate me like what skincare is, why it's important, like how it affects our entire body because of her, you know, career in dermatology. Um, so the stars aligned in a number of ways, but you know, I, I, I'm so glad we jumped into the skincare because what I've learned through skincare, it's not only about skincare, it's about overall, like, you know, probably say mental wellness as well. You know, when people feel they look good, their anxiety is down. There's so much more to the beauty industry than I even thought of before I got into it. And I love it now because you, you really can make impacts on people in so many different ways and in the environment, if you, if you're sustainable and, you know, in a, in a number of different ways. So it's a cool, There's it's a good, really cool industry. hundred percent. And you're, you're tapping into different levels, you know, of 
like you said, well-being. You have the, I know myself, if I have a breakout, it's, you know, when I travel, especially my skin gets dehydrated or, you know, it's a change in climate and it's like, okay, put the makeup on, on top of it. But when you have that outer um, confidence, you know, it's, it's inner and external inflammation, as you said before. And I found both of the products that are in Kanuka, both the Manuka honey and also um, CBD to be very beneficial in my skin in particular. That was one of the things when I saw the brand and I, I used to do a lot of um, branding with such. So I immediately, I knew the breakdown of what Kanuka was. uh, And I was like, that's really cheeky. And I like the product because you can read and understand what is on there. And I think that that's really important that you're not looking, you see like when you start seeing numbers and, you know, coloring, that makes you really in these like words that end in INE, that's when you start to wonder, what is this that I'm putting on the largest organ of my body? And, you know, it, it, the fact that you're also including sustainability, I applaud that. You mentioned about working with your wife. My family, I grew up working in a family business. How is that for the two of you dynamics? I'm sure there's a lot of benefits. You know, what are, what are both sides of? Uh, you know, it's actually pretty good. So very early on in the business, we were, you know, very hand in hand. But uh, but I have to say is Kelly's a, a very independent person and she loves she loves working with patients and she loves being a PA and you know and she's owning that field. Uh, early on, it was very hand hand holding because I was just learning everything and she was teaching as well as I was destroying our kitchen and all of that all of that mess. <laughs> uh, but right now, I would say it's more like a, as an advisor role. You know, it's, it's really nice to be able to go. And when we have new ideas for new products that be able to pick someone's brain that's in real time in the category, understands skin, understands different people's issues. Um, so I think we have got a good thing going. We also have three kids and she's on me for a fourth while, while she's going back and getting her doctorates. So um, she likes to stay busy as do, as do I, and uh, we, we make it work. So. Kelly sounds like a superhero. I already love her from how you're <laughs> expressing. That's a beautiful team. So I have to give a product shout out now because I do have what you sent me here. And this is, um, I have to show the, the outer packaging you know, and just the little details of what's on the inside. And I've been using the enzyme mask, which pleasantly surprising is so soft and subtle. It doesn't have an overwhelming, um, you know, there's no chemically smell to it. And then here's where you can really see if you're just listening, um, you'll have to check out the video of this, but you can see with the, the um, cleanser that it, it has the Manuka honey in it because it is a light yellow um, tincture. So I've really enjoyed using your products in the past couple of weeks. What are three things in skincare that most people are not aware of that are toxic and harmful for them? Oh, you're drilling me with the the scientific question. So, so I, I would always tee, <laughs> yeah, well, I would always tee up either Kelly or you know our our on our internal team. I call her the beauty poet. She's kind of our current product formulator. Her name's Erica Foxworth, and she actually created both of those two: the enzyme mask and the uh, uh, the gel bomb cleanser. We just won a couple of awards. Um, so, you know, that's a good question. You know, for me you know, I didn't come from beauty. So it's going to be hard for me to answer this because the only skincare products that I, I even have experience using are Kanuka. And you know, I grew up with a bile, a, a big, a big tub of Vaseline pump soap. Maybe I would use in a bar of dial soap. Um, 
what I have learned, and you know, I might not be able to name all the specific ingredients, but what I have learned is kind of what you just said earlier. If you look at this list of ingredients and it's this long, and you can't, you know, can't even say half the words, that's a that's a red flag to me. Um, so if I look at myself and like what I'm passionate about, it's like family, farming, and like creating jobs. So I'm so passionate about the family side, and I'm big into I'm big into like the fertility issue that's going on in the world right now. I'm kind of getting sidetracked, but this is what entrepreneurs. No, it's great. So I know you're used to it. It's um, great. You know, there's a huge infertility issue right in the world right now. Like, you know, sperm counts are down. There's a number of issues and a lot of reasons why people are hypothesizing this has happened is all the uh, the chemicals are in in different products and what we eat, what we put in in, in and, and on our body. So long story short, when I think about like what I'm putting on our largest organ, I'm always trying to think through like, what's it going to do to me and my body internally? And if I can't easily say these, these ingredients, I caution and don't use them. So I would never say don't use it, you know, a specific product or a brand. There's so many good brands out there, but just be cautious. And there's a great app called um, Think Dirty. It's an app that you can kind of scan the code and it can kind of tell you if the ingredients are clean or dirty. It's so easy to use. So I always uh, highly promote that app to use if you're not familiar you know, with all the ingredients. Like, like me, because I'm not, so I have that app. So I'm constantly using it. I think so. your answer was the best because it's honest <laughs> and it's also relatable. You know, you can, somebody can spew off. Sometimes you can, you can name out all the ingredients, but we all sit there like, huh? So I think yeah. <laughs> that your answer was the most honest and probably the most relatable. And we are going to drop the link for uh, think dirty. And of course, all of yep. your product links will be below in the descriptors as well. Mm. We're talking on a lot of the skincare. You have um, cleansers, you have, sun care, um, you know, lip care, face, body. I love that you have a travel kit as well. When did you decide, you know what, I think we want to take it from one product or what was your, what was your first product? And when did you decide to expand? Um, it was really just kind of, uh, to, to launch it, we just kind of, I picked out products. That I was like, Oh, this is, this sounds good. Everyone's going to like this. And guess what? Like, I was wrong. Like, like which one? Not coming, which one? This is interesting. They're all like, I, I, lo I love them, but what I should have done, let's just think about this. What I should have done and what I would do next if I'm launching a brand is really understand like they're different regimes. So the three SKUs or three products that I should in a perfect world, looking back 2020, having said, you know, hindsight 2020, <laughs> I would have, I would have launched with the, the cleanser, the mask, and then our harmonizing face cream, and then complemented it with our eye and a lip, lip balm. What I did was started out with more body because that was what I was used to being the beauty expert that I still am not <laughs> thinking in my mind, like, this is what we do. But I started with, you know, this big healing skin bomb or eye bomb, which is still our number one seller, a body cream, a big bar of soap. All of those are fantastic products. Our eye, our eye bomb is actually still our number one seller, but it was hard for me to explain like that regime. And when you're entering a new category, it's really you know, I did not do this. I wish I would have, but I should have done a better job really understanding when you're introducing a new brand and a new product line, like get into someone's routine. So they have to use it on a day-to-day -day basis to see that result, to then share that story. Um, so launching, it was just kind of like, we wanted to launch with five SKUs to kind of have a, a robust portfolio. Um, we learned quickly that sampling was critically important. I didn't invest any in sampling at the, at the beginning. I wish I would have. 
Uh, but also we learned how important to have that regime in place. So moving forward, we're really focused on face right now. Um, and then we'll just continue to build out a regime focused skincare brand versus how we, how we did it at the beginning. There's two yeah. parts that I want to break down from what you shared. How did you penetrate that regime? Because you, you bring up a good point. If I were to overhaul my skincare, you know, you're asking somebody to pretty much, you know, it's a big, it's a big part of what they do. It's like, Hey, by the way, can you not brush your teeth today? And it's like, mm -hmm. uh, no, I, I kind of do that every day. How did you penetrate that for getting through or any tips? Um, well, I don't know if it's, it's kind of, uh, I did it kind of backwards because we, we were still able with our, our initial launch to build up like some really good momentum and really build a great group of, um, you know, very loyal consumers that love our product that they, you know, buy religiously. So through that, we were able to build credibility, get reviews We're you know, we're not starting at the ground floor. That's what's really difficult when you're just launching a brand, you're starting at zero and you have to penetrate very competitive field. Now that we are introducing these regimes, we're starting at like step two or maybe step three, which is still a, a big difference between step one. So it is easier for us to to at least get the product out there and to get reviews. And then the reviews are really what build up a brand, in my opinion, because, you know, as long as they're trusted reviews, legitimate reviews, uh, people trust each other. And I think it's a good thing. So uh, once we can get you know that threshold of reviews, then it make, becomes a lot, lot easier. Um, but it is hard. You know, so many people are very loyal in their skincare regimes. And you know, if they have something that works and you're talking about your face specifically, it's difficult to sometimes make that change, which is where I, I love our, I'm going to call them tertiary products that you can just use on your hands or in the bar of soap. Because if you start small and it works, then you can build into something broader too. It's a nice entry level. What role did social media play in all of this for you? Um, it was, social media is still to this day is super tough for, for, for Kanuka. It has to do with the, the ever changing uh, uh, restrictions they put on CBD brands. So like, so I still to, still to this day, you know, I cannot advertise and promote our brand like any other plain skincare brand. And Google's dropping me left and right. Facebook, Instagram, they do the same thing. So it's actually been very, very challenging, um, which is why I loved how like we launched the brand, you know, getting the opportunity with Alta. That, that is our whale. They are a great, great partner. We went national for with them. They were our influencer. You know, it was too hard for me to work with a thousand different influencers on social media for a number of reasons. Alta was our credibility. And I looked at every one of our national partnerships as that credibility um, kind of influencer. And we really utilized them, which allowed us to kind of really ramp up like this, 18, 19. Well, then COVID happened <laughs> and they all shut down. Um, so that was challenging because you start thinking about inventory. And when you're in 2000 doors, you have to prepare for inventory and you need thousands and thousands of units. And then when COVID happened, they all shut down. So now the, you know, I am a half glass full type of person. So what COVID allowed us to do is really get back to the basics, really, you know, we already had really good brand presence, knock on wood, because of the opportunities we had with Alta and the others. Now it was, let's, let's get back to the basics and really own our customer, like own who and understand who our customer is, learn from them. And that's been our focus since, you know, March of 2020. And, uh, and it's a slow process. It's a slow build, especially with all the restrictions CBD brands have, you know, marketing and promoting. Um, but that's also the opportunity. 
if you think about it, like why do entrepreneurs do anything? If it was easy, everyone would be an everyone entrepreneur. Would, you yeah. do certain things because, you know, the risk reward, the opportunities there because it is harder. And if, you know, if we can just keep the train on the tracks to keep moving forward, I think we'll be in a good spot once, you know, the world um, kind of renormalizes and, and recalibrates to whatever that new normal is going to be. You certainly have, uh, you, you have exemplified. You are a glass half full, if not filling your own cup mentality because every single challenge you have just said and this is an opportunity and i'm like i applaud that i (laughs) love that kind of mindset it's interesting um i hadn't thought about the regulations with social media and with advertising is that state by state is that just platform based um in in regards to like our digital let's say our our digital strategy it's, it's platform based and, and what's really challenging is they're always changing the rules. So what ad we got approved yesterday on Google or Facebook or Instagram may not get, you know, it'll get flagged today. Um, as well as the like credit card processing challenges, you know, I'm still paying uh, credit card fees like in the vice. So if you are going to, you know, dirty websites and buying subscriptions and like buying guns and stuff online, I pay higher tax. I, I pay higher credit card fees because I have, I have CBD in my product than than you would there, which is crazy to me. Whatever, but but there's still challenges. Um, so you just have to overcome and keep moving forward. Good for you. What does settling mean for you? Settling mean for me um, work with the people that I want in person or via Zoom from like some random farm in the middle of nowhere. That is like my goal, it's my dream, um, but that's settling. But ne- never not working. I love what I do. I love building, I love I love teams, I love networking, but it'd be nice to be that in the middle of nowhere. You know what's really refreshing? When I, I've asked everybody this question and settling is like to, to not go above and beyond, you know, it's to go with the flow. And you took that in such a different way. And I think that was so refreshing, you're like, no, actually, someday I want to see myself here. It was in such a positive light. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of doing these interviews. Yeah. Where can we um, Where can we find Kanuka? Where can we find you? We're going to share yeah. all of it below in the descriptors, but um, you know, an, an overarching, where can we find you? Love it. Uh, it's simple. Kanuka.com is our website. C-A-N-N-U-K-A.com. Uh, and the easiest is obviously Instagram, and that's just uh, at Kanuka. And then mine, and if you know, if you want to follow my uh, bunch of kid pics and my micro influencer status, it's just Michael underscore Bum. Love it, and you can be <laughs> you can rest assured that there won't be any ads. So you know, it's not they're not <laughs> exactly. going to bombard you with ads. Michael, thank you so exactly. much for your time to join in and share your journey. It's very inspiring, and you know the ups and the downs. I'm impressed and just, uh, I feel lighter talking with you. So thank you for this time. (laughs) Thank you, Warriors, for tuning in to another episode of Never Settle. Stay tuned, coming up another journey with an entrepreneur in their wellness and travel endeavors. Talk with you soon.